All right, so let's get into it. First up is Lizzo. Fair use, fair use. Just today, that complaint was filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court against Melissa Vivian Jefferson, which is singer Lizzo's legal name. And today I spoke with three of her former dancers who allege they were victims of sexual harassment and assault. I even remember making a joke about the performers like lotion on her body just to like have something to say about the fact that I just, you know, touched somebody that I did not want to touch. Um, did she make you touch her specifically somewhere or just the body in general? Her, her breasts. Those are plaintiffs Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez. Those are the three former employees who allege misconduct by Lizzo, including sexual, religious, and racial harassment, as well as disability discrimination, assault, and false imprisonment. The incident Ariana Davis just described right there refers to a night out in Amsterdam where Davis says Lizzo made her touch a naked performer at a nightclub. The ladies say these incidents date back to 2021. They described to me a hostile work environment in which they worked under the threat of being fired. They All right, let's get into the uh, let's get into the article right here, talking about that. All right, here we are. Lizzo accused of sexually harassing and weight shaming dancers in lawsuit. That will make no sense to weight shame when you are a certain weight that not many people want, unless it's really a fetish. Just being honest. Looks like Lizzo has a new legal problem on her hands, has three form. Former dancers have levied some serious allegations against the rumorous singer. I'll retract that. Yeah, there are people who like, you know, they like the big girls, but, you know, you can't be body shaming if you don't like it. Specifically, the lawsuit accuses the 35-year-old of everything from fat shaming to sexual harassment to workplace hostility. Additionally, the lawsuit names her production company Big Girl Big Touring Incorporated, and Dance Captain Shirley Quigley as defendants. NBC News broke the story on Tuesday, August 1st, and the lawsuit was filed that day through the Los Angeles Superior Court. Attorney Ron Zambrano represents the three former dancers, Irina Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez, and called the matter demoralizing considering everything Lizzo stands for publicly. Within the lawsuit, Davis recalled that after a South by Southwest performance, Lizzo allegedly called the dancer less committed to her role than others, which he dubbed a thinly veiled jab at her weight. Another allegation supposedly stemming from an after party at an Amsterdam strip club, the singer is accused of inviting cast members to take turns touching the new performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, eating bananas protruding from the performers' vaginas. Um, you guys, sometimes you just got to bite the bullet on the job, and whenever certain things like this come up, just walk out, just quit. You take away their power. Wherever you work at, just quit. You got to do what you got to do. You got to quit. Eventually, the lawsuit accuses Lizzo of pressuring Miss Davis to touch the breasts of one of the nude women. After the dancer shared her reservations, Lizzo allegedly began leading a chant 
while demanding a visibly uncomfortable Miss Davis to engage with the performer. Regarding this situation, the lawsuit slams Lizzo for having little regard for her employee's bodily autonomy. Now, at first, I thought this was like three male backup dancers with muscles that she was harassing. But after reading this, I, was, I had to dig further. Aside from the allegation above, Lizzo accuses Williams accuses Lizzo of firing her after shutting down accusations of her drinking on the job. As for Rodriguez, she says the artist intimidated her by cracking her knuckles and balling her fist during the, the dancer's resignation. Rodriguez also says Lizzo flipped her off while calling her a slur during interaction. It's essential to add that the dance, dance captain Shirley Quigley is also accused of proselytizing to any and all in her presence, regardless of protestations, prompting allegations of religious harassment. After others asked her to stop, quickly alleged, declared, no one will stop me from talking about the Lord. Quickly, uh, what? Talking about, you, you trying to witness the people after you just come from a strip club? Quickly, allegedly, involvement doesn't end with religious harassment, though. She and Lizzo are also accused of taking turns berating Davis before firing her on the spot. As for the singer's production company, the lawsuit accuses employees of making comments charged with racial and fat phobic comments. Once the word broke, the news assembly took many fans by surprise. Check out what allegations are against Lizzo below. Okay. There are no further updates at this time. Lizzo hasn't publicly acknowledged the lawsuit via social media. Well, she should because this could get extremely ugly. And these people could just, you know, you don't want to get too much of a say. So she has to act on it. But I believe that, you know, her personality already says that she's kind of the type that will um, be nasty and aggressive and mean and she will try to run over people and she's even willing to use violence to get what she wants which is shown in the allegations made by the person that felt uncomfortable all right when she forced them to interact with male strippers all right Let's move on to the next topic. Okay. And this is a very sad topic right here. Um, the military is not, it's not a place to be anymore. I, I, I mean, you got to find somewhere else to work because they're doing really inhumane and sick crap to people. All right. Let's get into this one right here. I can't believe this story because this story is really messed up. Just I, I, I don't even know what to say. I just think they should sue. And a Benjamin Crump, any credible lawyer, get behind this one after you hear what's going on. It was decomposed. Channel 2's Justin Carter, live in Marietta Forest. And Justin, his mother says it was, it was so bad they couldn't even have a proper funeral. Yeah, this is heartbreaking, George. Mom says that she dropped her son off at the airport the day before Mother's Day. But it wasn't until 11 days later when two Cobb County police officers went to go knock on her door, she knew something was wrong. It's a Facebook video that still haunts Carolyn Gilry, her son, 31-year-old Desmond Crutchfield, showing off the views inside of his hotel room in Munich, Germany. It was just... Stunned. She says he sent a text message on Mother's Day letting her know that he made it safely. He was a contractor for the U.S. Army installing fiber optics technology on base. He said that he'll be returning um, estimated time about five to six weeks. But days went by. She called, sent text messages, but her son went silent. It was very um, unusual. For, for me to not get a response. On May 24th, 11 days after he left Marietta, Gilgreath gets a knock on the door. Two officers came um, with a notification, a piece of paper that I need to contact the United States consulate. They told her her son, Desmond Crutchfield, 
was dead. Authorities in Germany said that he fell five stories out of his hotel room. They claimed it was an accident. By the time he got here, from Germany, he was already severely decomposed. She says that he was unrecognizable. He hadn't been embalmed. She says that she called German authorities to get an official report. It was said that, you know, it's for Germany officials' investigations only. A spokesperson from the U.S. Department of State wrote in part, quote, that when a U.S. citizen dies abroad, the department provides all appropriate consular assistance to the family and friends. Out of respect for the privacy of the family, we have no further comment. You don't treat a human being that way. And at the end of the day, it's my baby. And I'll never see him again. And I just pray that God will reveal to me what really caused his death. Wow, Channel 2's Justin Carter joining us back live. So devastating for that mother. Y you've learned there could be video now of this, but what kind of video? Yeah, George, that's what German authorities told that mom. She says that German authorities, though, will not release that video because it is against the law. There's also... That's nonsense. People need to get behind this woman. Go fund me, take this story, keep running it until there is justice. Keep running the story, you know, look up information. Those of you who are black content creators, take this time out to make sure her story goes viral. That is what I'm going to say. All right, you know me, it's time to read this article because this, this is unacceptable unacceptable I, I don't even know how I would handle it if this was my kid I, I know how I would handle it but it would be <sighs> shoot <clears throat> I'd, I'd be on the run probably Married Georgia Cobb, a Cobb County mother is desperate for answers after she says her son mysteriously died while working <clears throat> for the U.S. government in Germany. Desmond Crutchfield, 31, was working as a contractor for the U.S. Army installing fiber optics technology at a base in Germany. He said that he's been to returning estimated time for about five to six weeks stay. His mother, Carolyn Gildreth, told Channel 2, Justin Carter, she says... She sent, he sent her a text message on Mother's Day to let her know that he made it safely. He also posted a video on Facebook showing off the views from his Munich hotel. Gilreth said days went by and she didn't hear from him. She called and sent text messages, but her son had gone silent. It's very unusual for me to not get a response from him. On May 24th, just 11 days after her son left Marietta, Gilreth got a knock on the door. And that no parent wants to receive. Two officers came with notification, a piece of paper, indicating that they had some news for her and I need to contact the United States Consul. Gerler said, they told me my son was dead. Authorities in Germany say he accidentally fell five stories out of his hotel window. By the time he got here from Germany, he already had severely decomposed at the point where I could briefly view his body to say that it was him. Crusher's body had not been embalmed. Gilder say her son was unrecognizable. They decided to send him on a 17-hour flight to Atlanta, where he decomposed even more, she said. His head and frontal lobe injury trauma that left his jaw for three inches swollen. She said the only way she could identify him was by the turtle necklace he was wearing. Gerlitz attempted to get an official report from the German officials, but was denied. They said it was for Germany investigations, officials only, she recalled. Spokesperson released a statement on Wednesday that read, when a U.S. citizen dies abroad, the apartment provides all appropriate and counselor assistance to the family and friends. Depending on the situation, this includes attempting to locate and inform next to kin of the death, providing information on the local burial or return of the remains to the United States. Out of respect for the privacy of the family, we have no further comment comment you don't treat a human being that way at the end of the day he is my baby i'll never see him again gilbert said i just pray that god will reveal me what really caused his death gilbert just set up a gofundme campaign to help all help offset her son's burial costs 
I pray that she finds all the rev all the resources she needs to get the people who did this to her son to find out what happened. Okay. That's what needs to be found out. There's another situation where I um this right here. There's also a sad story, but I also have a lot to say about this one. I have a lot of questions to ask about this one, though. A lot. On News Nation Prime. Last night, we told you about 27 year old Denisha Montgomery. She was a military police officer stationed in Germany when her family got a call that they will never forget. Here is a portion of that frantic call home from our story with investigative correspondent Rich McHugh. In this 12-minute video call with her family, she said she went with a group of military police from her unit off base to a water park, said they had been drinking, and on the car ride back, they assaulted her. My thing is this. Um, why would you, as a married woman, go hanging out with men? I just want to know. Why would you do that? You're a married woman in the military. Why would you do that? People are going to look at me funny. I don't care. That is common sense. You're, and I also saw, you know, there's a lot. If they don't go into it, um, the, you know, if they don't go fully into her history, I'll go into it. Let's just keep going. But that's, a, that's an honest question. You're a married woman. Why are you going to the water park to a bar with a bunch of dudes? This is why I think. You know, married people don't belong in the in the military. They don't. Helped me out, but they did. They were doing me in the car. Uh, I kept telling them, I was like, I can't breathe. I was like, I can't breathe. She was also in Germany. Gasping for air. I was like, I can't. bro, I had never been so scared in my life. I legit. I thought I was going to die in the car, bro. In and out of tears on the call, she vowed to report her assault the next day. I'm going to talk to CID tomorrow. And what, tell them that you just want to get out or what? Yeah, to get out. Oh, my. wow. I'm, I'm telling them that I don't want to be here no more. I'll do whatever I have to do, Mom. I'm coming. I can't be here no more. I don't trust them. I don't trust my leadership. I don't, I don't want to be here with none of them no more. In a text message to her uncle the next day, she wrote, they told me if I report an assault, I'll be charged with assault, too, because I mushed the female and bit the male that was choking me. 21 days later, on August 9th, Denisha Montgomery was found dead in her barrack. That's Okay, so here's the thing, right? The fact of the matter is, is she was the one holding down the family, right? People are gonna, Once again, people are going to look at me weird, all right? My thing is, is, it's usually the man that goes to the military and the woman stays home, you know, in marriage, like the man would be like, okay, honey, I'm going to go to the military and I'm going to go try to provide a better life for, for us. It ended up her doing that. And the husband stayed home with the three kids. Okay. It, you see, you don't see her father in the picture. All right. That just goes to show you what type of family this is about all right it was really backwards and it's just like she felt that she could do what she wants and this is not the first time a woman has been hurt great in the military and i don't i don't understand why women are still signing up to go when you hear these stories over and over again and especially with black women they definitely you know they'll go to town on a black woman all right. <clears throat> but here's a story on it. Here's the article. 
right. Many questions, few answers a year after Fort Stewart's soldiers, mysterious overseas death. All right. Fort Stewart, Georgia, nearly a year ago, Fort Stewart soldier died overseas. Specialist Denisha Montgomery Smith was a military peace officer, police officer, mother of two and wife to her husband, John Smith. WJCL 222 News first reported on Montgomery Smith's death when she died in 2022. She was a great person. She was strong. She was bold. She stood tall, said her sister, Jada Montgomery. According to the final report issued by the United States Army, Montgomery Smith took her own life by hanging on August 9th, 2022. While deployed in Germany, her family says they questioned that finding because an initial report immediately followed her death, reached different conclusions regarding the circumstances around her death. For example, in an altercation just weeks prior to when she was found dead, she was assaulted by fellow soldiers. According to the initial report, Following that altercation, Montgomery Smith made a 12-minute video phone call to her family where she told them she was assaulted by the soldiers. They were on their way back to the base from a German water park where, according to the initial and final reports, they were drinking. Like I said, that was a really bad move. WJCL 22 News obtained the video for where Montgomery Smith said to her family, I just want to come home. Look what they did to me. I can't be here no more. I don't trust them. I don't trust my leadership. That's how it rolls back there, man. Male or woman getting assaulted, uh, essayed. Uh, it's your word against them. And they will make it to a point where if you do go go to court, you will your whatever you rank you have, you'll be bumped, it will be bumped off, and you could lose your benefits. So many people just keep their mouth shut and just, you know do their time and get out sad as it is but that's how rigged the uh the military courts is when it comes to this the final report says montgomery smith's fellow soldiers were restraining her because she was drunk and trying to jump out of the moving car but the initial report says more force was used than necessary the initial report also says that she was assaulted during the incident this incident while the final report claims she was not while neither report draws a different connection between the altercation in the car and her death the Army has, in a more recent supplemental investigation, found that there was a, quote, climb of indiscipline, a culture of systematic fraternization and inappropriate relationships while the unit was deployed. Hmm. 21 days following the water park incident, Montgomery Smith was found dead in her barracks. The initial report says her leadership did not know of any of the behavioral issues. While the report says, the final report says Montgomery Smith was suicidal because she was dealing with financial troubles and marriage problems. No marriage problems. It was just her being gone and feeling lonely. The reason she was talking suicidal stuff is because she was trying to find a way to get out of the military quicker without worrying about dealing with her leadership or anything, said Montgomery Smith's husband, Joss. <sighs> Why would you want her to go to the military, man? Why would you let her go? I, Josh added that she was supposed to come home just a few weeks following her death that she was excited to be back with her family. The initial report also raised concerns about the position of her body when she was found dead in her barracks. It says that she was found asphyxiated within a barracks standalone closet with her knees touching the bottom of the closet and her feet on the floor. This is abnormal. The investigator officer wrote, because she could have stand up at any time, the officer's report concluded that she died of suicide, but Montgomery Smith's manner of death is completely redacted in the initial report provided to WJCL 22 News. The cameras throughout the barracks weren't recording at the time of Montgomery's death. According to the uh, to the Army, they were on, but the recording was turned off by mistake, despite the subsequent report from earlier this year stating someone suspiciously took the keys to her room. Wow. Montgomery Smith's sister, Brooklyn Bryce, says she's ending her own military career because of what happened to her sister I'm getting out now because I can't be in a job where I don't feel at ease or safe. Prince price said the family's main concern is the difference between the initial and final reports. When WJCL 22 news asked 
the Army about this. They said the initial report was a preliminary inquiry before a full investigation, and that final report replaces the initial one. The family is now calling for on the Federal Bureau of Investigation to investigate Montgomery Smith's death. Iowa Senator Chuck Gracie has sent two letters to the Department of Defense requesting additional information about the investigation into her death. Army representatives declined on camera interview, but they did send WJCL 22 this statement. We extend our heartfelt condolences to SPC Montgomery family and have provided them comprehensive updates on the completed law enforcement and command investigations into her death. We continue to encourage all of those experienced personal difficulties to seek assistance. Lieutenant Colonial Terrence Kelly, United States Army Public Affairs. No charges have been filed, and the Army maintains that Specialist Montgomery Smith died by suicide. This reminds me of a case I heard when I was uh, surfing the net, and um, there's a case of a mother who had to bury her daughter you know, a married couple they had to bury their daughter on their on her 18th birthday or 21st birthday. They did an autopsy because what how she died would didn't sound right to them that she committed she deleted herself with an M16, but that's not what happened. What happened was is that she was assaulted and that's all I could say. But that's what happened. That's how she died. Burying your kid on their birthday, I don't know what to think, what to say. Really don't. Okay, so how do you feel about eating bugs? How do you feel about the fact that you may have heard it, but look what they're trying to say about it. Look what they're trying to say about it. Okay. Okay. Let's get into what they're trying to say about that little piece of information. Isn't it nuts the things that are true? They always try to make it like they're not true. Oh, I got information on this. I really do. Okay, let's check this out. All right, here we go. This right-wing conspiracy theory about eating bugs is about as racist as you think. Really? <laughs> I will not eat the bugs became a meme on 4chan and emerged in conservative talk shows and political speech. But why has it gained traction? In the week's code switch, Gene Dempty and NPR reporter Huang Jingyang dive into the sprawling conspiracy theory behind it. Proponents of the theory lean on the anti-Semitic trope that global elites have a plot to control the masses, in this case under the guise of climate change solutions by forcing them to eat bugs. Brett Neely helped edit the episode... Robert Rodriguez was the sound engineer. Thanks to Jerome Swosky. Uh, sorry, reading the wrong part. Okay. <clears throat> of eating the bugs. All right. So, do you think that it's a conspiracy? Do you really think it is? No, it's not. It's conspiracy facts, and I will show you. Here we go. Because there's some people, you know, that they use to promote this. And here it is. Hold on a second. Second. Here we go. And this is from Robert Downey Jr. on in the, um, being uh, having a conversation online with uh, Stephen Colbert. This is what he has to say about it.
What is that? Well, uh, that's an insect-based premium protein. It's made from Molitor, which is mealworm larvae. Uh, the company is called Insect. This is Infras. This is for fertilizer. Mm -hmm. And as you have there, this is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU for human consumption. You're not just getting me to eat dirt, are you? <laughs> no, man. I wouldn't. Let's play that again. Right. What is that? Well, uh, that's an insect-based premium protein. It's made from Molitor, which is mealworm larvae. Uh, the company is called Insect. This is Infras. This is for fertilizer. Mm -hmm. And as you have there, this is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU for human consumption. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., y'all. The person that says he's Aleister Crowley's little brother. Compares himself to Aleister Crowley. Look that up. Look up that you could Google that comment. Guess who else thinks about this is okay? Guess who else? All right. Yep. You know her. You know her very, very well. Angelina Jolie. Where you have the teeth? Oh, wow. Take the fangs out. Yeah. Have you done this before? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's always been a part of the diet, yeah. the bugs. Now but then I think there is a truth to the survival no. during no. the war. Yes. Of course, people, no. when people were being starved, they okay. were able to survive, survive on right. things like this, and they did. When was the first time you had these bugs? I first had them. When I was first in country, crickets. You start with crickets. Yeah. Crickets in a beer, <laughs> and then you kind of, you know, move up to tarantulas. <laughs> Go ahead. What they don't tell you is the fact that um, there's a chemical in these bugs called chitin. Chitin does not agree with the human body, with the human digestive tract, which will cause a lot of problems with your body and can be fatal. That's what they don't talk about. Let's continue, though. Shall we? How do you flip a scorpion? <laughs> Good? Is that good, guys? Dinner. You want to go? You want to share a spider? Hot? It's actually really good, the flavor. Okay. Huh? I can see why you're into this. <laughs> it's hard to chew. Yeah. Scorpion. Dried chips. Like chips. Yeah. yeah. Hey, scorpion's poisonous. So how do you get the poison out? Yeah, chips like the chips. Yeah. <laughs> Many surprises. <laughs> right. What is that? Well. Uh, that's an insect-based premium protein. It's made from Molitor, which is mealworm larvae. This is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU for human consumption. It's just a protein supplement? Exactly. I could put and this I'm, in a smoothie or something? I'm telling you, yep. And they'll be making all kinds of stuff out of it. And by the way, it is... the the. The making of it is severely reducing the, the amount of emissions it takes. It is it is a innovation just in we're doing something incorrectly. If we make this switch, it's a huge, huge uh, intervention. I'll beat your goddamn. This is just, uh, yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. That 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 right there is. Uh, wow. Okay, so let's get into this one right here. Okay. 
let's get into this story. But this is what they're telling you all to do, man. And they're using the Hollywood stars to advertise this uh, this craziness. They're using them to advertise to eat bugs. In Italy, they have rejected this. They said, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to uh, eat bugs. Don't ask us to do it. It's not going to happen. All right. So let's get into the story of Michael Corey Jenkins. Many of you remember of the fact that uh, police broke into a house with two black men and they uh, brutalized them in sick and inhumane ways. Michael Corey Jenkins was tased in the mouth. His tongue was damaged. And um, this is the update. Fair use. Authorities in Rankin County face a civil rights lawsuit in federal court. Well, this morning's filing alleges that Rankin County deputies, they beat and tortured two black men back in January. 12 News' Richard Lake has more on the filing and the allegations it contains. A lawsuit filed on behalf of Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Terrell Parker seeks $400 million in damages for alleged abuse by Rankin County deputies. The 14-count suit goes into detail about the alleged misconduct on the night of January 24th in the town of Braxton. That's where Jenkins was shot in his mouth, suffering near-fatal injuries. Sexual assault, waterboarding. Tasered while handcuffed, beating while handcuffed, constitutional violation after constitutional violation. Rankin County deputies Hunter Elward, Brett McAlpin, and Christian Deadman are among the six named in the lawsuit. The other three deputies have not yet been named. Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey is listed as well. Sheriff Brian Bailey acted negligently, Bailey acted carelessly, Bailey was reckless with deliberate indifference to the safety and constitutional rights of the plaintiffs. The Rankin County Sheriff's Office did not reply when asked for comment. Like I said, people need to keep this story alive. The story of those two people in the military and this story here with Michael Corey Jenkins. This story needs to be kept alive at all costs. Keep doing content on it. Keep doing updates. All right. The sick thing about this is the only thing that happened to these sickos is that they were fired. They weren't put in jail. They were fired. That's all that happened. Okay. We still have racism in this country. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what they say that nonsense that all lives matter. It does not. Deputies accused of abusing black men are fired by Mississippi Sheriff amid federal probe. Jackson, Mississippi, all five Mississippi deputy sheriffs who responded to an incident where two black men ac accused the deputies of beating and sexually assaulting them before shooting one of them in the mouth has been fired or resigned. Authorities announced Tuesday. You guys need to start uh, black people who have, who have channels, start making content, start finding out if these people are going to apply for law enforcement jobs in different states, make sure they don't get ever to become a police officer or a sheriff in any other county in the United States ever again. Make it very difficult. Okay? Get their pictures on Facebook. All right? Start talking to whatever uh, sheriff departments in every state that you could find. And let them know about this story. I am not talking about doing anything violent. Nothing like that. But make sure that their faces are plastered all over the internet. You make sure to notify every law enforcement, every county, in the 50 states, 
to make sure their names are known and they do not get a job. They do not get to be behind a badge or a gun ever again. That's what needs to happen. All five Mississippi deputy sheriffs who responded to an incident where two black men accused the deputies of beating and sexually assaulting them before shooting one of them in the mouth have been fired and resigned. Authorities announced Tuesday. The announcement comes months after Michael Corey Jenkins and his friend Eddie Terrell Parker said deputies from Rankin County Sheriff's Department burst into the home without a warrant. The men said deputies beat them, assaulted them with a sex toy and shocked them repeatedly with a taser in a roughly 90 minute period during the January 24th episode Jenkins and Parker said Jenkins said one of the deputies shoved a gun in his mouth and then fired the weapon leaving him with a serious injuries to his face and jaw the Justice Department opened a civil rights investigation into the Rankin County Sheriff's Department after the episode Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey announced Tuesday that the deputies involved in in the episode had been fired and some have already resigned he would not provide the names of the deputies who had been terminated or say how many law enforcement officials were officers were fired. Bailey would not answer additional questions about the episode. Okay. <sighs> Due to recent developments, including findings during our investigation, those deputies that were still employed by the department have all been terminated. Bailey said at a news conference, we understand, you know what? The family needs to demand an independent investigation and to get the names of those deputies to make sure they are never in law enforcement ever again. I repeat, never. We understand that the alleged actions of these deputies have eroded the public's trust in the department. Rest assured that we will work diligently to restore that trust. Do not trust these people. Do not trust these white supremacists behind badges. Bailey's announcement also followed an associate press investigation that found several deputies who were involved in the in the episode were also linked to at least four violent encounters with black men since 2019 that left two dead, another with lasting injuries. Deputies who had been accepted to the sheriff's office special response team, a tactical unit whose members receive advanced training, were involved in each of the four encounters. Deputies said the raid was prompted by a report of drug activity at the home. Police and court records obtained by the AP revealed that the identities of the two deputies at the Jenkins raid, Hunter L. Ward and Christian Deadman. It was not immediately clear whether any of the deputies had attorneys who could comment on their behalf. In a phone interview Tuesday, Jason Dare, an attorney representing the Rankin County Sheriff's Department, said the deputy, the department knows of five deputies who conducted the Jenkins raid. Jenkins and his attorney said six deputies were at the home. All five identified by the department were either fired or resigned. There is no body camera footage of the episode. Records obtained by the Associated Press showed that the tasers used by the deputies were turned on, turned off, or used dozens of times during a roughly 65-minute period before Jenkins was, was shot. Jenkins and Parker has also filed a civil rights lawsuit and are seeking $400 million in damages. In a statement Tuesday, Malik Shabazz, an attorney representing Jenkins and Parker, celebrated the firing of the officers and called for criminal indictments of deputies by the state attorney general and the justice department firing of the Rankin county mississippi sheriff's deputies involved in the torture and shooting of michael jenkins and eddie parker is a significant action on the path to justice for one of the worst law enforcement tragedies in recent history shabazz said sheriff brian bailey has finally acted after supporting much of the bloodshed that has occurred during his reign in Rankin county there has to be a clean house fire everyone in charge fire the person in charge who refuses to give the names, there has to be a clean house. Michael Goldberg is a corpse member of the Associated Press. I'm not reading that. Okay. <clears throat> that has to happen. All right. This is not this is not a victory. It's not going to be a victory until all of the people involved are behind bars. That is what needs to happen. Okay. Now, let's look into the uh, city of Memphis and what's going on with that right now.
Remember the Tyree Nichols situation? Let's get into it. Hmm. Look at this, y'all. A complete investigation into the full Memphis Police Department. Tyree Nichols shined a light. You sure did. That situation shined a light on what's going on. Let's get more deeper into this topic. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, just give it a little bit of time. It's coming up. Yep, here we are. Breaking Department of Justice launched a civil rights investigation into the city of Memphis and police department. All right. Department of Justice, DOJ, has reportedly launched civil rights investigation into the Memphis City of Memphis and Memphis Police Department. According to CNN, the investigation was announced Thursday. Additionally, the investigation arrives months after the passing of Tyree Nichols. Nichols was fatally beaten by the Memphis authorities following a traffic stop in January. According to the outlet, the federal probe seeks to determine whether the Memphis Police Department has committed systematic violations of the U.S. Constitution or federal law. The outlet explicitly notes that the federal investigation is separate from the probe launched regarding Nichols' death. Additionally, attorneys on behalf of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division and the Western District of Tennessee has reportedly explained that the investigation was not prompted by one incident. However, it was prompted by multiple reports of violation and racism, allegedly committed by the Memphis Police Department as per commercial appeal. Attorney General Merrick Garland explained the intention of the investigation via statement shared by CNN. Okay, at the Justice Department, we are committed to using all our tools to help ensure that the Memphis residents have a safe community and trust in the actions of law enforcement. According to the commercial appeal, the Department of Justice has received multiple reports of Memphis police department officers escalating public interactions with excessive force. Additionally, reports have been received that alleged officers have also used such force when dealing with people who are already restrained. The reports allegedly add that the incidents result in serious physical injuries for those involved. Furthermore, the Department of Justice also received reports that officers exercise racially discriminatory stops of black people for minor violations. Other information indicates that the Memphis Police Department may be using approach an approach to street enforcement that can result in violations of federal law, including racially discriminatory stops of black people for minor violations. Justice Department Civil Rights Division Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark shared such encounters can be harmful and also violate the law. A review indicates that even in a majority black city, Memphis Police Department traffic enforcement may focus disproportionately on the black community. According to Clark, the department plans to work expeditiously on the investigation. Additionally, Clark explained that a public report will be shared regarding its findings. If there is reasonable cause to believe there is a pattern of or practice of constitutional or statutory violations, we will issue a public report of our conclusions. Additionally, Clark explained that the federal authorities will attempt to work cooperatively with the city and the police department to implement remedies for the fightings. We will then aim to work cooperatively with the city and the police department to reach an agreement on remedies. 
However, Commercial Appeal reports that if no remedy can be agreed upon between the two entities, the Department of Justice may bring civil lawsuits to seek an injunctive relief. According to Clark, the Memphis police chief and the chief legal officer of the city have pledged their cooperation. Well, I'm looking forward to this and um, what happened in Memphis should not happen at all. Shouldn't. But I'll keep you posted on that. All right. But uh, let's get into this story with Obama and the chef. I think you will find this very interesting. Very, very interesting. A lot of people want to say, oh, this is conspiracy theory. No, 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 no. No. This is conspiracy facts. I tell you, we deal, I deal with conspiracy facts over here. Let's take a look. What is this? Obama spotted with a black eye and bandaged fingers days after the death of a personal chef. Again, this is the second chef to die in connection to the president's. Look at this man. Look at his fingers. Barack H. Obama has been spotted in public for the first time since the mysterious drowning death of his long-term personal chef, Tafari Campbell. And the former president was covered in cuts and bruises. Barack and Michelle Obama were spotted separately at the Vineyard Golf Club and Farm Neck Country Club, respectively, according to the photos obtained by the Daily Mail. I don't know why this is not going to be. Why isn't this hitting headlines? You know? Why, why is why is it? I know if this was Trump, I know for a shadow of a doubt, if this was Trump and his and a chef that was living with him after the presidency, and that chef ended up disappearing, it would be a firestorm. Dressed in a green polo shirt and white shorts, Barack Obama was photographed on the golf course. At the exclusive Vineyard Golf Club, the former president was sporting bandaged fingers and a black eye, which caused speculation online. Yeah. Citizen journalist Travis of Flint, Michigan, wrote just days after his personal chef and friend died in a very mysterious paddleboarding accident. Barack Obama appears to have injured fingers and a black eye. We still don't know who the per other person was, and Obama loves paddleboarding. I think we all guess what happened at this point. Look at him. Look, look at him. Michelle, on the other hand, was involved in a high intensity tennis game with three of her friends at the nearby Farm Neck Country Club. Yeah. She's just going with the flow, just playing tennis, her friends playing with her, too. Ain't nobody asking questions about what happened that night. As previously reported, Martha's Vineyard law enforcement appears to have a significant void in the details surrounding the drowning, the tragic drowning of Obama's private chef, Tafari Campbell. The log of the 911 distress call received on the night of the accident conspicuously omits the reason for the call. Tafari Campbell, 45, met his tragic end while paddleboarding on the Great Edgar Pond, Martha's Vineyard, on Sunday night. He was reportedly not alone but local police have yet to disclose the other person's identity. Police confirmed Campbell was visiting Martha's Vineyard and was employed by the Obamas at the time of his death. Barack and Michelle Obama were not present at their home, but were in town when the incident occurred. One On the night of the incident, the Edgerton Police Department logs confirmed the receipt of a 911 distress call at precisely 7.46 p.m., reporting the 45-year-old struggling to stay afloat on the surface before he drowned. Oddly, the call shows the reason for this call was as blank and inconsistency considering that all other calls made that night had their reasons clearly mentioned. Dispatch calls between Martha's Vineyard Emergency Services confirm the presence of a second paddle border with Campbell, according to a statement from the Massachusetts State Police Department. Reported by Mass Live, the unidentified paddle border tried to swim to Campbell, but tragically did not reach him in time. After the failed rescue attempt, the individual managed to swim back to shore and alerted someone who then called 911. The female made the initial 911 call. A female made the initial 911 call, who, as of 8.18 p.m., 
was actively searching for Campbell on a boat per Daily Mail, adding them to the mystery. The call's origin was marked as Wilson's Landing, a popular paddleboard launch site roughly two miles from the Obama residence on Turkey Land Cove. This information contradicts the Massachusetts State Police record stating that the first call originated from the Obama's residence. Yeah, man, this 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 whole thing is just super, super weird. But I'm just going to be honest with you, man. We all know what happened. We all know. And I, it's sad to say, but I don't think the truth is going to come out. I want to know what happened to his wife and those boys that he has. What's her statement? Is she going to come out and say anything? That's what I want to know. Or did the Obamas force her to sign an NDA? Anyway, that's all I got for now. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. I'm on Rumble. I'm on Spotify. Later. Like, share, comment, and subscribe.